dear friends in Christ. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 3, Luke 10, 1 to 3, let's have a look at it. Luke 10, 1 to 3. After this, the Lord chose another 72 men and sent them out two by two to go ahead of him to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He said to them, There is a large harvest, but few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Go, go. After this, the Lord chose another 72 and sent them two by two to go ahead of him to every town he was yet to go. Why? He said the harvest is plenty. He wanted them to go ahead of him to prepare the grounds so that he will find the work at least easier. There is more work to be done. The Lord wants more hands into the field. He says, we should pray for more laborers. Now, if you go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 37, Matthew 9, 36, 37, it says, As Jesus saw the crowds, his heart was filled with pity for them, because they were worried and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So he said to his disciples, the harvest is large, but there are few workers to gather it in. Verse 38, pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. Did you hear that? Jesus saw a crowd. They were helpless. They were worried. And his heart couldn't contain that. We are told his heart was filled with pity for them because they were worried and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So he said to the disciples, the harvest is large, but the workers are few. And he enjoins us and enjoins them to pray for more laborers into the field. Dear friends, if you look at the readings of today, in the gospel, for example, the disciples were on mission and instead of being focused on their mission, they were competing and trying to stop somebody else who was also doing the same mission. The same mission because Jesus told them, anyone who is not against us is for us. Dear friends, we are told at that time, John said to Jesus, then that was John, teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we try to prevent him because he does not follow us jesus replied do not prevent him there is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me for whoever is not against us is for us for whoever is not against us is for us 
the disciples tried to prevent somebody who was conducting healing and deliverance, so to speak. The disciples forgot of the mission, the mission to which they were assigned. The disciples forgot they were looking at unimportant things, things that do not matter. They forgot about the soul that was, be, that was being saved. Somebody was tormented or some people were tormented by demons. And this so-called someone, the one they saw as someone who was not with them, was helping them out, was taking this person through deliverance, was helping these people free, freeing them from the torture and torment of the demons. And the disciples failed to acknowledge this good deed, but were so concerned about the fact that this person doesn't belong to them. And so wanted to stop him. They said they tried to prevent him. Only God knows how they tried and how long they tried forgetting about the need of the people remember on the contrary we are told in matthew and luke jesus saw the crowd and they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd they were helpless and worried friends today sometimes the temptation is so great for us to forget of our basic mission to evangelize to preach christ and rather we engage and indulge in unnecessary competition amongst ourselves. We see the same spirit at work in the first reading. If you take the first reading from Numbers chapter 11, verse 25 to 29, but for our context, it's good to take it from, to read it when you go home, take your time and read from verse 10, Numbers 11 from verse 10 up to 29. Then you will understand Moses was overwhelmed and pressured by pressure and work how to take care of thousands upon thousands of people. He was alone. And that is how come the Lord inspired him to choose 70 others to be of help to him. The Lord is so concerned about his flock, about his people. Please let us read it together. Let's read it together. Numbers 11 from verse 10. Numbers 11, verse 10, going. Moses heard all the people complaining as they stood about in groups at the entrances of their tents. He was distressed because the Lord was angry with them. Moses was distressed. The people were complaining. They needed attention. They were hungry. Now, and he said to the Lord, why have you treated me so badly? Why are you displeased with me? Why have you given me the responsibility for all these people? You hear Moses keep saying, me, me. Moses was alone with a very large responsibility. Verse 12, he says, I didn't create them or bring them to birth. Why should you ask me to act like a nurse and carry them in my arms like babies all the way to the land you promised to their ancestors where could i get enough meat for all these people they keep whining and asking for meat i can't be responsible for all these people by myself it's too much for me if you are going to treat me like this take pity on me and kill me so that i won't have to endure your cruelty any longer verse 16 the lord said to moses Assemble 70 respected men 
who are recognized as leaders of the people. Bring them to me at the tent of my presence and tell them to stand there beside you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the spirit I have given you and give it to them. Then they can help you to bear the responsibility for these people, and you will not have to bear it alone. Take note of verse 17. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the spirit I have given you and give it to them. The same spirit, I'll take some of it and give it to them. Then they can help you with the same spirit to bear the responsibility for these people. And you will not have to bear it alone. Now, verse 18, now tell the people, purify themselves. For tomorrow you will have meat to eat. The Lord has heard your whining and your complaints that you wish that you had some meat and that you were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will have to eat it. You will have to eat it not just for one day, but two days or five, not for one or two days or five or 10 or even 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your ears, until you are sick of it. This will happen because you have rejected the Lord who is here among you and have complained to him that you, you should never have left Egypt. Moses said to the Lord, that's verse 21, Moses said to the Lord, here I am leading 600,000 people and you say that you will give them enough meat to eat for a month? Could, could enough cattle and sheep be killed to satisfy them? Are all the fish in the sea enough for them? Is there a limit to my power? The Lord answered. This is a different, uh, we can't preach on that today. This is a, the Lord said, the Lord answered, you will soon see whether I have what it takes to do that or not. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He assembled 70 of the leaders and placed them round the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him. He took some of the spirit he had given to Moses and gave it to the 70 leaders. When the spirit came on them, they began to prophesy like prophets. Two of the 70 leaders, Eldad and Medad, had stayed in the camp and had not gone out to the tent. There in the camp, the spirit came on them and they too began to prophesy. Think about it. The Lord is not selfish or greedy. The Lord is generous with his gifts. The Lord is looking for willing vessels. Midad and Eldad were not in the camp, uh, were not in the tent, but they were in the camp. In other words, they were Christians, they were in the camp. Yes, they were not in the tent, but they were Christians, they were in the camp. There in the camp, the Spirit came on them, and they too began to prophesy. Now, a young man ran out to tell Moses what Eldad and Midad were doing. Then Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' helper since he was a young man, spoke up and said to Moses, Stop them, sir. Moses answered, Are you concerned about my interest? Are you jealous? How I wish that the Lord would give his spirit to all his people and make all of them shout like prophets. 
You see, this is the context of today's reading. Joshua forgot of what Moses was going through and forgot of the intention and the mind of God. Look, the will of God is that everyone hears the gospel and comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus. The will of God is that the harvest be, um, be carried out, everyone be harvested, so to speak. The will of God is that we all come to know Jesus. So whatever it will take the Lord to reach out to these people, in fact, he said we should pray for more laborers. If we are not willing to work for the Lord, the Lord even says he will raise up stones and trees to praise him and to worship him. Friends, we are told in the gospel, the disciples saw someone doing the work of God. And they thought that because this person didn't belong to their camp, they should stop him. Dear friends, sometimes we forget about our mission and allow what we see from other parishes, from other churches, from other denominations to distract us. Friends, what we see in other churches, other parishes, other denominations should rather encourage us. The good we see in other parishes, the good deeds we see in other parishes, the good deeds we see in other denominations, in other dioceses, should rather challenge us and encourage us to go all out to win souls for Jesus. We should not be in an unhealthy competition with them. Friends, it is not a competition. It's supposed to be a collaboration between denominations, between parishes, between priests, between pastors, between men of God, not a competition where we want to outdo one another. Friends, our focus should be souls. And anyone who is genuinely reaching out for souls, any parish, any diocese, any pastor, any priest, any ministry, any society, any group that is genuinely engaged in evangelization and doing the work of God should be supported to accomplish the mission of Christ. And we should also learn from them. There is nothing wrong learning good practices from other parishes, from other priests, from other pastors, from other denominations. Once they are good practices in line with the gospel, friends, let us not let us not be jealous, let us not be envious, and even go out and fight them in some funny ways. Sometimes Christians, we divide among ourselves, we are criticizing one another, insulting one another, degrading one another. Friends, it is unhealthy. It is not of Christ. It is not Christian. Let us remember the body is one with many parts. We can't all function as the hand. We can't all function as the eye. We can't all function as the nose, the mouth. If the whole body is just the mouth, the body cannot move anywhere without the legs. The body cannot do anything without completely without the hands. So each one of us, we must always remember this. We are not in a competition. We are supposed to collaborate and help one another. Look, the disciples were told they saw someone driving out demons in the name of Jesus, and they tried to prevent him. Friends, what have you seen?
is what you have seen drawing you closer to Jesus and helping in the mission, the overall mission of Christ, or is distracting us. Whatever it is that we have seen should help us draw closer to Jesus, should help us in our evangelization mission as a church, the body of Christ. When we see something that is going to lead us to unhealthy competition and to say things that are not Christian, friends, let us give them up. Whatever we see in another parish, in another priest ministry, in another pastor's ministry, in another denomination, that is not leading us closer, that we don't allow ourselves to draw us closer to Christ and to his mission, friends, let us forget about it. And I like what the disciples did. They came and spoke to Jesus about it. Whatever we see, even in a denomination, in a parish or whatever that we are not comfortable with, it is not our duty to condemn. It's not our duty to criticize. I'm not talking about objective and constructive criticism. But friends, whatever we don't understand about any person's ministry, any priest's ministry, any parish's ministry, friends, any diocese's ministry and activities, let us go and talk with the Lord. He will guide us. He will direct us. But friends, instead of letting other people's ministries distract us, let us learn and collaborate with them. Let us not let somebody's ministry distract us from our own ministry. Friends, you are the leg. I am the hand. Somebody is the ear. We have different functions, but we have the same goal. Use your hand to win souls. Use your ears to win souls. Use your legs to win souls for Jesus. Use your eyes to win souls for Jesus. Whatever your ministry, your parish, your denomination, use that to win souls for Jesus. Let us not compete. After all, the goal of Christ is to win souls. The goal of Christ is to save the whole world. The goal of Christ is to save the whole world. So Jesus says, whoever is not against us is for us. Whoever is not against us is for us. Why did Joshua want Moses to stop the others from prophesying? Over 600,000 people. And we want more laborers to work. And you are saying we should reduce the number of laborers when they are genuinely working? Friends, let us check our motives for saying what we say and for doing what we do. Our motives, in fact, that is what God is going to judge us on. Our intentions. Why am I criticizing that ministry? Why am I insulting that other diocese and other parish and other pastor and that other denomination? Why am I doing that? Friends, it is, it is even not right. Even if they are in the wrong, it is wrong for me to insult them. Because God wants us to speak the truth in charity. So even if a brother or a sister, a parish priest or a priest or a pastor or a denomination is doing something that you know is truly wrong and objective, objectively wrong and contrary to the spirit of Christ, why don't we sit together and talk it one-on-one -on -one in prayer, in the context of prayer? Why don't we together take it to Jesus like the disciples did? They later went to Jesus and they were educated and Jesus told them, they were having a false understanding, a wrong understanding. Friends, you don't know it all. I don't know it all. I don't have it all. You don't have it all. The more reason why we should collaborate. 
And that is what Jesus is asking us to do. Jesus prayed that we be one. Friends, it is true that we may, look, let us, let us unite on the common things that build us. Let us ignore the things that divide us. Friends, that will not help us and that will not help the cause of Christ and the cause of Christianity. Unbelievers and non-Christians are laughing, laughing at us because one pastor, one priest, one denomination, one parish, we are on each other's throats. Friends, this is unchristian. The Lord is calling us to collaborate. Our calling is to col collaborate, to, ex to help one another. In the camp of Moses, the one, somebody, a young man saw that Eldad and Medad were prophesying. Look at it. Eldad, that's a different name. Medad, another person. Joshua, another person. Plus the other 67 members that were chosen. Friends, all these people bear different names and so are gifted differently, but of the same spirit. And the focus was to help Moses to lead all the 600 people into the promised land. Friends, God has called you into that parish, into that denomination, into that diocese, into that society, into that group. We are all different. But the goal of Christ is that everyone be saved. And so each one of us should use our gifts, our talents, our parts, whatever part we play in the body of Christ, we should use them to reach out. Let us not use them to insult one another. Let us not use them to criticize one another negatively and unconstructively. Let us not use that to disgrace one No, it is not necessary. That is not the spirit of Christ. Jesus desires mercy, not sacrifice. And so he says, if anyone is not against us, that person is for us. Let us be careful what we see and start talking about without finding out the truth about it. These disciples saw, teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we tried to prevent him. Only God knows how long they tried, how long they wasted precious time trying to prevent this man instead of helping him to finish the work he was doing, the good work he was doing. Only God knows how many minutes and how many days and years and time we have spent and wasted insulting one another, criticizing one another negatively. When we, are, when, could, when we could have used the same time to support one another, to go out and evangelize, to go out and reach I mean, and, and support one another and commend one another. Friends, when somebody is doing well, when, when one parish, when one priest, when one denomination is doing well in an area, let us commend them and emulate their good example instead of trying to pull them down. Friends, it is time we run away from this pull him down syndrome in the body of Christ. It is not Christian. It is not in the interest of God. It is not in the interest of Christ and it's not in the interest of his church. The interest of Christ is that we collaborate, we support one another. What we see to be objectively wrong in a parish, in a priest ministry, in a pastor's ministry, in a denomination, let us reach out to them and speak to them in love and let us all go together to Christ and pray, our disciples did, and the Lord will show us. Let us subject whatever we, we sense to be wrong to the scriptures and access and sit at the feet of the Holy Spirit, and he will inspire us and guide us. That is why the scriptures are there. The scriptures are meant to reprove and to correct also. 
and that is Jesus himself. The disciples went to Jesus and consulted him. The scriptures are Jesus, so to speak. We need to subject everything to the test of scripture and allow the, spirit, the scriptures and the spirit of Christ to guide us and to direct us. Instead of disgracing one another, insulting one another, unhealthy competition between us, friends, we are not helping the cause of Christ. Jesus is calling us to humility. Jesus is calling us to collaborate with one another. Collaboration is the key. Jesus saw the people helpless. Friends, this, the, the, indeed, the, the, the harvest is plenty. There are many people out there who are hungry and thirsty, longing to see and to hear the gospel, to see Christ and to hear the gospel. And instead of us going out to them, we spend precious time insulting one another and engaging in unhealthy competition. That is not the mind of Christ. That is not the will of God. And that will not help the cause of Christ. Friends, we are supposed to support one another. We saw someone driving out demons in your name. They should have supported him. But on the contrary, they said they tried to prevent him. What have you seen in somebody's parish? What have you seen in somebody's ministry? What have you seen in another denomination? Friends, if it is good, it should draw us closer to Christ and it should help us. We should commend that ministry and we should support. If it is wrong, let us reach out in love and together let us go to Christ as the disciples did in this context and the Lord will clarify things for us. No need to insult one another. And at this moment, also I want to ask you, what have you seen that is worrying you as an individual? What have you heard? Friends, what you have seen, what you have heard that is troubling you, for all you know, it is not as you think. Go to God in prayer. The disciples saw and they thought this person was doing something wrong. But when they consulted Jesus, he told them, you were in the wrong. Friends, you may have seen something. You may have seen something or heard something that you think, that you are worried about, that you are fighting so hard about. Friends, take it to God in prayer. God will direct you. And for all you know, that which you have seen, that you are worried about, that you are complaining about, that you think is working against you. Friends, on the contrary, for all you know, it is rather working for you. Why do you fight it? Take it to God in prayer. Take it to Jesus in prayer. Let what we have seen draw us closer to Jesus, not scatter us and drive us away. Friends, and let us be careful. Let us stop judging one another. Let us remember God is calling us to a collaborative ministry that we support one another, that we help one another. Let us be reminded we are all unique, uniquely gifted, uniquely talented, but all towards all these gifts are meant to build the body of Christ. Let us not forget this. We pray for the grace, the spirit of unity. We pray for the grace of humility. We pray for the spirit of collaboration that we will grow together in peace and in unity. Jesus says that by your love that the world will know that you are my disciples. It is by your love. It is by our love for one another. Friends, God is looking for the salvation of the world. Let us forget of the things that divide us and focus on those things that unite us. And remember, the same spirit of Christ is in every Christian. The same spirit of Christ. We're baptized with the same spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, who is at work in every true Christian. 
So there's no need for us to compete. On the contrary, let us collaborate. And remember, Jesus is willing to guide us. Jesus is willing to lead us. Jesus is willing to give us his spirit without measure. May we be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And let us support one another. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Water, a cup of water is meant to cool our hearts. Let us learn to speak words to cool our hearts, not insulting and heating each other's bodies, heating each other's bodies up, temperatures high, no. Let us pray that God will help us to indeed give a cup of water to one another. We need it as we work. The laborers are few, but the harvest is plenty. May God help us to consciously also pray for more vocations into the priesthood, more vocations to the ministry of the word, more evangelization ministries. We pray for these graces in this mass.